0: Don't tell anyone I'm free. Don't tell anyone I'm free. Hello and welcome to BSD Talk number 263. It's Wednesday, March 23rd, 2016. This episode is brought to you by FTP, the Internet File Transfer Program, which first appeared in 4.2 BSD. I just have an interview for you today, so here it is. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Brandon Mercer and Joshua Stein. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: So I wanted to speak to both of you uh, for a couple reasons. One being that you're both involved with uh, committing code to the OpenBSD project but also because of a podcast that you're both doing. But I think we'll hit that topic second. So why don't we start out first with a little bit about yourselves and how you got involved with the OpenBSD project.
1: Um, yeah, so I started back in. Uh, started as a user back in about 1998. Um, I was using OpenBSD to run a, uh, a BBS. And um, just in my kind of daily usage of it on a, on a server like that, I started... Um, uh, creating ports and stuff like that, so submitting them and getting them committed by other developers. Um, in uh, 2000, I started running the rt.fm OpenBSD mirror and uh, donating some hardware to uh, other developers. And by then, I was working at a uh, internet provider that was uh, using, or that I kind of introduced OpenBSD to to start replacing some Linux and uh, OpenVMS servers. And then in uh, 2001, I uh, got commit access and basically just been tinkering with uh, stuff here and there and writing some drivers and stuff like that. And Brandon Mercer?
0: Yeah,
2: so I've been uh, working on OpenBSD for I think like three or four years now. Um, I came out of college and I was doing computer work and I started using OpenBSD right away. I think it was the first thing that I... Picked up when I was in college. I just wanted to work on something, and um, I had heard that it had good security, and I guess I started caring about that a lot sooner than a lot of people did. I think that was around uh, 2000 that I started using it, and I was um, rolling it out for web servers and firewalls, and and I really enjoyed it as a desktop as well. So started using it, started um, you know breaking things and asking questions, and um, again, I was, you know, donating hardware to some of the developers, too, in, a, in an effort to support the project. And, uh, you know, finally kind of started to follow, like, what was happening in the development cycle of the project, because, you know, many years passed of using it, where I I kind of started to want to see uh, how the process worked. And um, there were things that I was kind of interested in, in uh, making work. And so then I started to dabble a little bit in the hardware side of things, and, um, you know, tried to get OpenBSD working on ARM stuff, and um, there was some collaboration with some of the developers, and they were really uh, helpful to me, and I guess I didn't need um, too much hand-holding, and they kind of, uh, you know, liked working with me, I suppose, so kind of got an invite to come to a hackathon and work on some stuff, and, you know, ever since then, I've been kind of working on ARM, and ARM has had some You know, rough passages and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's how I got started in the project, and that's how I got started using OpenBSD.
0: So, are both of you using OpenBSD as desktops or primarily for, I guess, separate special projects?
2: Well, I use OpenBSD as my desktop, as my primary desktop, both personally and at work. And um, I also run a ton of servers that are OpenBSD, Um, anything from firewalls to application servers to web servers.
1: Uh, I use it as a desktop, and um, I have a whole bunch of uh, servers out there on the Internet that run uh, various things that run OpenBSD.
0: Well, I don't know whether the upcoming release is something uh, that you'd want to speak about. At least from my experience, a lot of developers are running current as opposed to release, but I guess really the way I'm trying to go here is Are there some upcoming features or upcoming parts of OpenBSD that you're looking forward to in the future here?
2: Um, Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm looking forward to um, the networking improvements. Um, I get tired of hearing people say, like, I can't run OpenBSD because the networking is slow when it's not slow. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to having, um, you know, those limitations be removed and improvements be made. And I also really love, um, this is going to sound crazy, but I love gaming in OpenBSD now. And, um, I'm looking forward to getting my graphics card, uh, supported in the near future. And I don't know if that's in anybody's, um, goals other than my own, but I would like to see it happen.
1: (laughs) Uh, And I guess for me, for the, uh, 5.9 release, I'm pretty excited about the new, uh, EFI support, um, that allows us to boot on uh, newer, um, a lot of newer laptops that uh, only do EFI and um, some of the drivers that I had to write to get the uh, hit over I2C stuff working for a newer laptop that I have.
0: Yeah, I definitely have found OpenBSD's support for laptops to be pretty good, although maybe not if you're buying the newest, newest one. But most recently now, you just sort of install it and off it goes. It's pretty good.
2: Yeah, it definitely is.
1: Yeah, which is weird because, you know... Outside of the OpenBSD community, it seems like uh, a lot of people think of OpenBSD as lacking a lot of hardware support, but um, I think it's pretty decent.
0: Yeah, for me, it it, it either works well or it doesn't work. But mm-hmm. either, you know, so I, I either uh, don't have to fiddle with it or I just assume it doesn't work, but maybe I should try harder from time to time. <laughs> so along with all of this development work, both of you decided to tell the world about what you're doing in a podcast. So. What is this podcast and how did it come about? Uh,
1: The name of the podcast is Garbage. Um, It was basically a show that uh, I wanted to create to complain about stuff and um, talk about software development. And um, I had met uh, Brandon and talked to him at uh, one of the OpenBSD hackathons, and it seemed like we got along and had uh, similar interests about stuff. And um, I thought it would be, I reached out to him and thought it would be good to uh, have him as the other. Half of the podcast, so um, we started that back in uh, October of last year, and I think we just uh, recorded our nineteenth episode. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and it is kind of fun to talk about technology. Um, I, I think for us, it's or for me, I guess it's kind of like an advocacy thing where I, I feel like no one's talking about um, the realities that exist outside of you know the corporate world, and um, you know, so our podcast is. Fairly unbiased and it's fairly candid when it comes to what we discuss, um, and I, and I like that because you know I, I think sometimes culture just doesn't uh, just doesn't open up its eyes to that kind of stuff, and they think, oh, I'm the only one who's doing this, or I'm the only one who hates that, or you know, people think, well, how do I do this? And so we want to show them the the balance of things and the ins and outs of things and uh I guess share with people that um there's more than one way to do something, and yes, technology is pretty much all rubbish and it's making your life harder <laughs> and um I think that's people that's what people like about the the podcast um the feedback is generally right along those lines, man, yes, this is exactly how I feel every time I pick up this
1: tool
0: and is this podcast focused solely on? The BSDs, or more broadly, technology in general.
1: Um, I kind of wanted to keep it pretty broad. Um, it, I think, it just kind of happened that uh, Brandon and I were both OpenBSD developers, but I didn't really seek out to uh, make a podcast that would be—I uh, don't want to say competing, but you know, competing with like with your podcast Will and um, with the uh, BSD Now podcast. So, I mean, we talk about OpenBSD just because we work on it a lot, um, but we also talk about a lot of other broader topics.
2: Yeah, I think what I see is generally what happens is we kind of focus on like what we've worked on in a particular week. Sometimes we get new hardware, sometimes a lot of cool things are happening in OpenBSD so we talk about that. Sometimes we pick up a web framework that we absolutely love and have to talk about. Sometimes we call out other web frameworks for completely lying about what they offer, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's a very general technology thing. Um and like JCS said, we talk about OPSD because uh, we see that on a weekly basis.
0: Yeah, I've only listened to a couple episodes, you know, more of the more recent ones. Um, you know, by apologies, I only found out about it recently. And it uh, I don't know whether it was even the start of it was published on, on Deadly or not. But I'm looking forward to going back through the, the prior episodes and, and catching up.
1: Yeah, I think Brandon and I are um, kind of bad about self-promotion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, from, I guess, the technical side of doing a podcast, are you willing to talk a little bit about what you use to produce it and put it together and publish it?
1: Uh, Yeah, we both uh, record um, over Skype usually, and then I do the editing in Audacity, um, which is an open-source audio editor. Um, And I would probably do do it on my uh, OpenBSD laptop, but it's a high DPI screen, and Audacity just does not look good in... uh, High DPI yet, so I do that on my Mac.
0: Now, when you say Skype, of course, that begs the question: Are you able to get that running on OpenVSD?
1: <laughs> no, it's. Uh, I think we both use uh, Macs for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm sort of doing it the same way, which is Audacity, but also on a Mac, and I use Skype. And some of it is because I I want to be able to use Skype out to call landlines. But uh, I sort of have it as a personal challenge for myself at some point to produce my podcast solely on a open source BSD operating system.
1: Yeah, there's a few websites now where um, it uses the built-in audio recording features of uh, modern web browsers. So it works in like Firefox um, on OpenBSD. So both people just log into the same website and it records both of your ends and then it um, merges them together on the server and kind of filters out all the silence and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: we're, we're getting there. It'll be, it'll be yeah. good. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And, and not to kick uh, the Google guys, but uh, Skype doesn't work in Chrome on the Chromebooks either. So,
0: <laughs> so for people who want to tune into your podcasts, where are you publishing it? You know, the obviously a, a website, but also you have it in iTunes and other places?
1: Yeah, the main website is garbage.fm. And we have a Twitter account, garbage.fm, that we uh, tweet out as soon as we post something. And then it's like in... Uh, itunes and basically all the other podcast apps for phones that uh find things from itunes
2: yep and uh, we try to have our episodes out every friday so that's our goal right now and uh we record it the night before and then uh joshua edits uh feverishly and we
0: release on friday afternoons
1: that's quite a pace yeah we've been doing it uh every week since october and hopefully we can keep that pace up (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah, it, it is. It is a commitment, and and you start to feel guilty if you don't get the content up there. I can tell you that. So I, yeah, <laughs> I had considered a regular schedule, but my life just didn't work out that way. So it's it's nice to see some. You know, I mean, both you and BSD now uh, have been producing them on a regular schedule, which I think is great. The the more people that can fill the void of advocacy and content out there about the BSDs, the better. Yeah. Do you find that your podcasts? not only report on the bsd community but do you also find that they ever have any influence you know things that you mention or say seem to somehow filter back into code somewhere else
1: uh not that i can remember i don't know at least with open bsd there isn't a lot of outside influence anyway so it's hard to uh get all the readers or the listeners to uh influence things
2: yeah i think you know maybe it's indirect um maybe people hear things and and uh You know, they start to look at something and that might lead to something uh, else, but I don't think there's ever a direct influence between, you know, something we talk about or something we do. Uh, We do challenge our listeners to uh, give money to the OpenBSD Foundation and support the project financially. And uh, I don't know if that has an impact or not, but I like to think that it does because uh, the OpenBSD Foundation does a good job with. what I think is a reasonable budget and I think they do good things with the funds that come into the project. So I like to see that, um, I like to see that recurring payment come into the project so we can do hackathons and uh, do things like DRM and all that kind of stuff.
0: Do you have any sense of your audience, whether they're mostly end users or developers or technical, or maybe they don't really give you much indication of that?
2: Seems like a mix of both to me. Um, I, I know we hear pretty regularly from uh, other OpenBSD developers. There's at least a a half dozen that I know have commented to me about stuff that we've talked about. And uh, the emails seem to indicate that um, end users is uh, another really common thing. But I think there's also other people as well who um, don't use OpenBSD that also have found the podcast interesting.
0: Do you intend to head out to some more general conferences and maybe... uh... Do some interviews or reporting from the various events that are going on around the U.S.?
1: Uh, I think Brandon and I were talking, uh, we would like to get out to BSDCAN if we can um, and just kind of talk to people there. Um, And if we can't make it, uh, maybe we can just do some interviews from the uh, OpenBSD hackathons.
0: That would be great, especially from, from the hackathons, because you have so many great people all in one space. Although, I guess, trying to get their time away from the laptop will be the hard part.
2: Yeah, exactly. That, I think that's why it works a little bit better to do something uh, at a conference, because the developers aren't focused and working on things. Um, hackathons are really intense, and people are really doing stuff. So, um, you know, you don't want to distract them from that for something even as as important as a podcast. You know, it's best to just let
0: things happen there. So at this point, you're audio only. Do you intend to do any video or other formats?
1: Not that I'm aware of. Uh, Maybe some screencasts once in a while if we're trying to show something, but at least for me, I listen to a lot of podcasts every day, and I don't know, video never seemed like a thing that uh, I got into, so I'd rather just uh, hear a voice, I guess.
2: Yeah, early on we talked about doing um, tutorials about some of the things that we were talking about, Um, and there seems to be a little bit of interest in it, but... um, I think mostly the the dialogue is what people seem to be uh, most intrigued with. So, audio probably for the foreseeable future.
0: All right. Well, if people want to listen in, it's Garbage FM. And and thank you both for taking a little time out of your evening to talk to me. And, uh, you know, I encourage everyone who can start downloading, listening, and uh, provide some feedback. You know, let them know that you're listening is, is the advice I have for my listeners. So, thank you both.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having us.
1: Thanks, Will.
0: If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. You can also find the archives on archive.org. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 263.